Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 127. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation. Do you have a product or service that you would like to share with the 100,000 plus unique downloads Entrepreneur on Fire generates every month consisting of passionate entrepreneurs? Chris Brogan sponsored an episode for his book, The Impact Equation, with great results. If you would like to have 15 seconds at the top of Entrepreneur on Fire to share your product or message, go to sponsoreofire.com to find out more. Okay, let's get started. I am simply ecstatic to introduce my guest today, Casper Hulthen. Casper, are you prepared to ignite? I sure am. All right. Casper is a co-founder of Podio, which is an online work platform for collaboration and project management. He is currently responsible for the user engagement team and business development. Casper is passionate about building companies and changing the status quo. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Casper. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you personally and then about your business? Sure, thanks. Uh, so me personally, I'm uh, Danish. I'm an entrepreneur. I've been uh, doing uh, a few startups also before Podio uh, in many, many different things. My first startup was in children's furniture, so I haven't always been involved in web, but I really like that now. And uh, I've been in San Francisco the last year and a half building up the uh, Podio team here. Uh, and about Podio, uh, so Podio, as you said, is a work platform. The idea about Podio was to, to change how people work. We were three guys in the basement in Copenhagen that, that thought that the way we're getting work uh, done today in emails and documents and sort of an array of different tools was, was quite broken. So um, instead of building yet another work platform for the IT department to decide how the people doing the work should actually get it done, uh, we built a work platform where the end user, as in you, me, my mom, uh, can build their own apps and thereby sort of set up a work tool that fits exactly the way that they are uh, getting work done. Very cool. And what made you move from Denmark to San Francisco? We launched Podio uh, in San Francisco. Um, I might come back to it later, but uh, that uh, when we did that, we opened office here and um, uh, you know, I was the chosen one on the team to, <laughs> to go uh, start up team here. Very cool. And you're right. I do look forward to delving into that later. But before we do, Casper, let's move into our first real topic of the show, which is your favorite success quote. Because an Entrepreneur on Fire, we like to get the motivational ball rolling. And we do that with our guest's mantra or their success quote. So what do you have for Fire Nation today? Yeah, I I was thinking about this, but I recently did a, did a post um, on, on Forbes, which I'm writing for a little bit, uh, and I had this thing about decisions. And my, I have a favorite quote that I always use, which is, uh, good decisions are based on experience, and experience is based on bad decisions. I really like that quote, Casper, and I'm going to absolutely have that in the show notes so people can kind of study that and look at it a little more in-depthly. But why don't you just take a quick second Take it down to the ground level. How do you actually use this quote or how have you used the mentality of this quote in your everyday life? 
Yeah, so I think, I mean, for me, it's just sort of, uh, I, I, I don't know who, who have actually said the quote, but, but I read it somewhere. And, and to me, it's, it's, it's pretty saying about how it is to be an entrepreneur, right? Uh, when I started, I was 25 and I had no experience whatsoever. Uh, and I have made a lot of mistakes through the last five, six years that I've been doing startups. Uh, and I think it's sort of the privilege of, of being an entrepreneur, right? That you, first of all, you have to make the decisions to make the bad ones as well. So I think there's something implied here that, you know, it is, there's a lot about decisions. It's, it, it's a lot about making decisions, but also being, not being afraid of making bad ones, right? Because I think the bad ones, the, the cool thing about being an entrepreneur is that everything is super direct. So if you make a good decision, you can see the impact straight away. Whereas in a big company, right, you, there is sort of a security net and it's hard to sort of, if you work in Coca-Cola, to sort of destroy all of Coca-Cola. But if you are a small startup, you can actually, you know, bring the, bring the whole thing down with a few bad decisions. So, uh, and then I think, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the momentum you gain and the learning that you have uh, and the good decisions you make is, uh, is sort of based on some of these times, at least for me, where, where I knew that I, that I screwed up or... Or you know, did things that might not uh, have been that good, and uh, and then correcting from right. So it's also about learning. Give us one quick example of what you were just referring to, where you might have screwed up. When I started my first company, as I said, it was a children's furniture thing. We were working with a designer um, on the uh, on the product. Uh, he he had done the product, and me and my partner was sort of the commercial. Uh, side of the business and uh, we were building this thing up and it was going uh, really well and I think three or four months in we had an offer from the biggest furniture manufacturer in Europe to buy the concept but unfortunately we haven't got all the sort of contracts uh, said probably we had to start the company and there's a lot of lots of paperwork and basically the day before we had to go sort of discuss to sell the 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 the, the, the concept with the big uh, furniture manufacturer, the designer bailed out and, and uh, sort of, yeah, just wanted to take it uh, all on his his own. So uh, that was sort of a tough, tough learning of, of getting your papers and contracts straight and have all the sort of basics in order. So Very cool. And it's definitely all about getting your ducks in a row. And when you really mess that up the first time, the second time around, you realize it's worth the time. It's worth the effort to do it right the second time. So definitely a good lesson you pulled out of there. And Casper, we'll use that to transition to our next topic, which is failure. You've given us a little glimpse of something that you would have changed or done differently had you had a second chance. But the thing about being an entrepreneur is our journeys are riddled with failures and obstacles and challenges. It's just part of the journey that's, that we've chosen. So I would just love for you to take Fire Nation on a journey of a failure or an obstacle that you've encountered. And I think that it's so powerful that you've been in different industries. You've been in the furniture industry, and then you've doing the currently the online world right now. And pick out one that you really feel will resonate well with Fire Nation and tell us how you overcame this obstacle or this failure. Yeah, uh, so so I think uh, lots of failures and obstacles. That's that's sort of how you. I think the to to, to point out one here. Let's uh, you know take one that actually ended out uh, out really well, uh, but was sort of a a big big challenge, right? Um, I think sort of on my personal side, I, I ran a marathon like 
you know, two years into my startup life, that was probably the biggest uh, challenge to overcome, uh, as it's it's tough to to spend time on that stuff when you're building uh, building companies. Um, but in terms of in terms of my my story now, I, I think one of our biggest challenges was when actually we were launching Podio in the uh, in general, right? Um, so so think of it as this: we were company we were about one and a half years old uh, we've been around sort of stealth mode beta mode in Copenhagen people kind of knew us uh, we were we were we were sort of you know yeah sort of well known in the Danish local community but obviously not in the rest of the world and our ambitions was high and we wanted to uh, not become the European version of anything uh, we wanted to be the real deal right and uh, and therefore, we decided to go to the U.S. and, and launch. So, so the the challenge was really, you know, how to how to bring a small, tiny, unknown Danish company into San Francisco and you know make make a lot of noise out of it. Um, so the we sort of got the whole team racked up, and you know the idea was to bring everybody to San Francisco for a week. And in Podio, as I said earlier, you can build these apps. And uh, therefore, we of course have an app store in the in the in the product, and uh, we always wanted to do like a like a physical app store, um, which obviously doesn't make sense when you're a software company because there's not nothing to put on the shelves. Uh, but we we kind of decided to do it, and not really. And then the sort of the week before, me and my co-founder went to uh, South by Southwest, which is the week before our launch, and uh, down there, you know, and when when we were. Had a had a few beers. We sort of went on this whole discussion, and we ended up becoming very much sort of podium store. And and we have uh, of course a, a a band connected to podium. Um, you know that's another uh, lesson for today. Like every startup should have their own rock band. That's that's how it should be. So we called them and got them to San Francisco the next week. So everything was lined up. We had this big big clock at the. Uh, at the office in Copenhagen, counting down the days and hours and minutes and seconds to to the day that we were launching. So the idea was to open the the store on Sunday and and launch everything uh, or the product on on Thursday and then have lots of events in between. So so John and I, uh, my co-founder, we go to San Francisco. I've been there once a week before, uh, you know, years ago, and John had never been in San Francisco. We had. Uh, been working with a PR agency and uh, had them to sort of help us to set up the store and find furniture and do this whole thing. So we have like a physical location room, like an old art gallery thing, and you know we had to build this thing up. We get in there Wednesday night, and um, first of all, you know we get into the store. There was nothing there. <laughs> there was uh, no internet, which was kind of a problem when you're launching a an internet service. And uh, the next morning, the, the PR girl writes us an email saying, you know, I quit and I haven't done anything. Uh, so there we go, you know, me, John, uh, in San Francisco for the first time knowing nobody with a empty store of, uh, uh, you know, that, that was supposed to launch three days later. So, so you know, what do you do? We rented a big truck and uh, we, we went where we, where we knew we... <laughs> We've, we felt home to Ikea, uh, Scandinavian stuff, and Home Depot and whatever, and 
you know, I still have a picture of John sort of behind a mountain of IKEA furniture. So we went there, bought that, and we found a service called TaskRabbit, uh, where you can sort of, um, you know, get get temporary workers and and, and different things. So we, we got this uh, guy, I can't remember his name anymore, but he was, we hired him literally for two days to just build IKEA furniture. We found these uh, guys called Monkey Brains that, that do like sort of satellite internet. And it was pouring down rain and he was laying on the, on the, on the roof of the building and sort of trying to get sort of internet connection. Our CTO came over there and did this whole thing and you know, no sleep basically, or at least only a few hours a, a day. Uh, we could uh, we could launch the the podium store. The whole team got in Saturday uh, night, and uh, John and I and and our CTO Phil was there with a fully set up podium store with stickers on the windows that we also found during those days and posters and everything was set up. So that that was pretty cool, um, and I mean that's. That's that's the entrepreneurial spirit, right? You 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 really want to do something, and you get there, and it's it's all like nothing's working, and you know what do you do? It's just about being creative and and get it done right. There was there was no uh, no option of not launching a podium store. So uh, that was that was that was uh, <laughs> that was a bit of a downer, but it it, uh, it turned out really well, right? We uh, we ended up having a, as I said, events every day, probably a thousand people through the store. On Thursday night we had uh, I think about four hundred people for our launch party and all the media has been writing about this podium store even before launching the product and obviously they all came back for Thursday night and, and made a big big splash out of it. We had the whole team there and just seeing sort of the team being super proud uh, about launching uh, Podio to the world and we literally had like lines in the street for people to, to come in and and uh, true Danish style we didn't know that that you couldn't really party long and hard on a Thursday night in, in the US so so that's what we did and I think people they they still remember the the podium launch party here in San Francisco. Man, so. that is such an inspiring story on so many levels because that is so true what you alluded to about the entrepreneurial spirit. You just know that you need to get it done and that it will get done. And then all the obstacles that come up is just something else that needs to be overcome somehow, some way. And if you truly believe that it can happen, it can happen. You guys just kept coming up against obstacles. You kept finding workarounds. A lot of times, a lot of different people would have just walked away, thrown their hands up and given up. But look what you've accomplished by just keeping your eyes on the prize and on the end line and on the finish line, which was the store opening. You made it happen. I definitely commend you. Thank you for sharing that really real story, Casper. You really did a great job just painting that picture. I felt like I was with that tech guy on the roof while it was raining in San Francisco trying to get an internet signal. It was just so real. So thank you for sharing that. And we're going to use that to move to the other end of the spectrum now. You share with us some major obstacles and challenges you had to overcome. On the other end, there's definitely aha moments. You've had small aha moments every single day with Podio, I'm sure, as you continue to innovate and inspire yourself. But take us back to a time in your journey when you just really had a light bulb come on and you were like, okay, this is something that needs to be done. This is something that's going to resonate so well with our audience. 
I want to actually point out the very first one because uh, for me it's been been obviously quite defining. And I think uh, when speaking to a lot of people that want to become an entrepreneur, uh, it might be in, in inspiring. So it's going a little bit back to the decisions that I talked about with the in the success quote um, and how sort of decisions can change. Uh, you know the, the the path or the route that we take as an entrepreneur, but mostly if you you know if you remember and learn to ask yourself sort of the right questions, and I think that's when you get the aha moments, at least for me. So so another little anecdote here. So you know when I when I was finishing um, my uh, studies, uh, I started at Copenhagen Business School, uh, did a master in. Uh, management of innovation and business development. Anyway, so this is like 2007 spring. It's a uh, blooming economy. Uh, I don't want to say easy, but fairly easy as a as a graduate to get a job. At least there's a lot of sort of, you know, you should apply for this, you should apply for this, come to this event, and you get an email every day about something, something job-related. So uh, while I was getting all these emails and, and, and sort of trying to answer the question of what what to do with my life. Um, I had an Australian friend from school uh, and we would spend like lots of evenings and discussing like all kinds of startup ideas and blah, 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 you know, wh- whatever sort of uh, startup stuff. So I was kind of in this dilemma, you know, what should I, what should I do with my life? Should I get a job? Should I, uh, you know, start up, start up a company? And uh, therefore I was sort of asking the people around me, you know, you know what should I do, and and I, quite frankly, I couldn't. It it only sort of confused me a little bit because you know when I asked my mom, she would obviously tell me to get the job, and if I asked a friend, uh, some of them would say, you know, go for the startup idea and blah 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 blah. So one night I was sitting in my kitchen. I remember this very clearly because the kitchen was pink. I was staying at my friend's girlfriend's uh, house. Uh, I had sublet her apartment, uh, so I was there in this like pink kitchen, all on my own, sort of. Uh, you know, puzzling with this question of what to do with my life. And and then the aha moment was really that I realized that the only person that I haven't asked uh, the question was myself. Um, so when I did ask myself the question, you know, what, what do you want to do with your life? It was fairly easy to come with the answer because for two months I've been deleting all all the emails about sort of job applications and stuff like that and I mean I've been spending half my nights and discussing this uh, startup ideas with with my friend Gus so so at that moment I was like okay I have to do it I mean I can always get a job and the economy is this good and quite ironically you know the the uh, sort of risk assessment turned out flawed but but the the, this, the the real motivation for doing it have have been been proving right ever since so uh, next morning I started my my first company with with Gus, my my Australian friend, and uh, you know the, the the rest is history. But but I think uh, I've had a few few of these sort of aha moments. Uh, another one was two years later. We were facing uh, another question, which was you know should we close down our company? And at uh, that time, uh, I also you know ended up asking myself, you know, is this is this something that you should invest like more? Is this idea big enough to invest more of your life in? And, I didn't believe so, so, so I, I, uh, we uh, decided to, to close our, our company down, and, and that uh, creates a lot of aha moments when you've had something that was very successful and everybody want to be in, and then when you are, 
you're going downhill, it's uh, there's a little a little uh, fewer people that want to be part of it. <laughs> uh, so you definitely learn learn something for good and bad. And you know, I got a job and and uh, actually had a real real salary for a few months, and uh, and that was nice. But then uh, John and Paulus, uh, uh, my two current co-founder, came and asked me about this podio thing, and I was kind of in the same. Same dilemma once again, you know, what should I do with my life? And I really wanted to go back in a basement, even though people said that, ah, you're sure this podium thing can be done? And, uh, but I thought it was, it was, could either go, go really big and therefore worth spending my time on, or, or it could, you know, be a, be a disaster. But, uh, but uh, you know, two and a half years later, we were 30-something people from 15 different countries in Copenhagen and San Francisco and was acquired by by uh, Citrix, so I guess it at least didn't uh, turn out to be a disaster. Not a disaster, and what a powerful message when you alluded to the fact that the one person that you hadn't asked the question about what you really wanted to do was yourself. And that's so important because until we as people and as entrepreneurs and just as humans in general really align with what we really want, with what we're doing, we're never going to truly be passionate and successful in the specific areas that we're looking to be. So that question is so important to continually ask yourself over and over again. I'm really glad that you're continuing to do that with all of your past adventures and with your future adventures. It's just a great message to say to the world. So thank you for sharing that, Casper. And on that note, have you had an I've made it moment? I think the, the the most most sort of I made it moment is um, you know when we after we got acquired by Citrix we 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 sort of launched the whole thing we had a crazy crazy week of course with lots of partying and and we had uh, the whole sort of executive team from Citrix over in Copenhagen and doing like lots of workshops and working day and night and 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 all these people sort of started. You know, I got you know hundreds of emails and messages uh, saying congratulations, and that was sort of all, all fine, but like very messy period. And and then you know I was uh, I was sleeping at one of my friends, uh, borrowing a couch in one of my friends' places on on Friday night, and get up on on Saturday morning and walk out. It's like beautiful sunny day, and got headphones on and and sort of walking down the street and in Copenhagen, one of sort of my favorite spots and. I think sort of, you know, just had this, you know, ah, this is kind of cool. It's sort of all like, you know, uh, got to me. And so I think it was, it's a very sort of subtle, I made it moment, but it was, that was, uh, that was kind of cool. Right? No, that's great. Again, Casper, you did a great job painting that picture. I can see you on that street, kind of giving yourself a little high five and just realizing that to some level, on some degrees, you have made it. And it's so important as entrepreneurs that we're, enjoying the journey. We're enjoying the achievements that we make along the lines because it's important to set goals and then to keep those goals raised as we reach each one individually. But at the same time, these I've made a moments are so important to pat ourselves on the back and really appreciate the accomplishments that we have achieved up to this point. So I'm glad that you had those moments. I know you're going to continue to have them. One question that I'm kind of having right now, because I'm trying to wrap my head around this whole merge with Citrix and everything that happened with the being acquired, where exactly does Podio stand right now? It's been a good experience uh, becoming part of, of, of Citrix. And, and I think the important thing here is 
when we when we decided to do Podi, we we really wanted to build a platform. We didn't want to just build a you know yet another task manager or you know some other sort of point solution. We wanted to build the platform, and uh, now as part of uh, of Citrix, we have the opportunity of of bringing this platform to the world. Uh, Meaning that you know Citrix Online have a lot of a lot of cool products. They have go to meeting, go to webinar, uh, go to training. Uh, Citrix have a company called uh, ShareFile, which is a file sharing tool, and have all these like great, great individual products. Um, but where we sort of fit into the picture is is the platform, right? So we can be the platform that connect all these these uh, products. Uh, and and especially you know having a lot of real time product as in you know uh, video uh, meeting uh, go to meeting stuff and with all our sort of asynchronous uh, approach meaning you know the sort of normal way of of, of doing uh, what you're not doing live so to speak uh, so so bringing these things together real time asynchronous and becoming the platform for all these great products. Uh, is something that's really exciting, right? That's sort of the the optimal acquisition, I guess. Uh, we still have the whole Podio team. We still have our office. We still have our name. We still have a lot of identity, and we still have a lot of things to fight for. And those things we fight for are the same things we fight for as we did three years ago when we started company, uh, the company Podio. And people was telling us that it's stupid, you cannot build a platform, like don't do it. And we were like, no, 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 we want to build a platform. That's what's missing in, in this world, right? Uh, so I think actually Podio is doing really well. Uh, you know, we, we, we look at the stats every day, it's, uh, it's obviously going in the right direction, it's going fast. Um, and when I hear the stories out there of people like where we literally change how they, how they work and uh, that's, that's exciting. That's exciting stuff, Casper, and thank you for catching us up with exactly where Podio stands. I love hearing how it's going to integrate with GoToMeeting and with FileShare. I mean, that's such a great platform. Podio is the one that's tying it all together, and I just can see great things for the future. So, Casper, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round. This is where I get to provide you with a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? I'll give it a shot. Yes. <laughs> All right, man. What was something that was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think other people's opinions. I gave the story a little bit before, right, about asking other people. Uh, and I think it was like, it, 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 was, it, it was kind of dangerous. But, but then when I did it, it wasn't really right. I mean, it, it was not harder. When I moved to the U.S., uh, I told you the story about the Podio store, right? I, I packed my bag to be in the U.S. for those two weeks, and uh, I, it, it turned out to be a big success, and, and we wanted to stay there. So I literally called my mom and, and, and said, you know, Mom, I, I live in the U.S. now uh, and, and stayed here. So, you know, sometimes it's those uh, big decisions are not that hard. You just have to make them. So, Casper, what's something that's working for you or your business right now? So one thing that excites me a lot is sort of the ecosystem that starts building up around Podio. So we have this thing about end users can build their own app, they can do that sort of inside Podio and set it all up. Uh, but, but we also have an, an open API so third-party developers can build like extensions and stuff to Podio. So, so today we're we building this ecosystem of, of partners 
uh, there's people that start building businesses based on delivering services on top of Podio, uh, helping companies implement and integrate Podio with other systems. So for me, it's really cool that we build a business and now there's other people building businesses around the business. So we are not alone. We are not just, uh, you know, we, we, are, we are more the sort of the, the playing field than, than just the player. And, and, and I really look forward to, 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 to keep uh, doing that and, you know, uh, seeing some, some, some interesting uh, things out there. That is an exciting aspect of your business. So Casper, what is your favorite business book? I'm really not good at reading them, uh, but I do remember reading at least two thirds of Richard Branson's uh, story, and uh, you know he's, I think, for many entrepreneurs, a very inspiring uh, uh, person, and uh, sort of have a have a cool story about also coming up from from nowhere and taking some really really bold decisions. So I think uh, you know, for me, it's it's sort of the inspiration inspirational stories that are that are interesting. Uh, of course, I have a uh, academic background, so I have been reading a few articles and stuff, but, but for me, it's sometimes hearing other people's stories that that resonates the most. I love it, and that's what Entrepreneur on Fire is bringing, entrepreneur stories to the masses. So, Casper, thank you for sharing your story with us, and we're going to end on this last question, which is my favorite. It's kind of a tricky one, so take your time, digest it, and then come back at us. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you still had all the experience and knowledge that you currently have right now, but your business had completely disappeared, forcing you to start essentially with a clean slate, which is where many of our listeners find themselves with right now, what would you do in the next seven days? I think I would first of all consider where to build my, my company. I'm right now, so if we take the case that I'm I'm in San Francisco. Uh, that's that's sort of where I was left after everything was gone. Um, if you consider it here, right, it's probably the most competitive tech uh, place in the world. It has the most money, yes. It has the most knowledge, yes. But it also has the most sort of competition. So I think I would I would consider whether I should actually do my next startup in San Francisco, or I should go, you know, to Brazil or some other place where maybe my, my knowledge could have a greater impact. So that would be one thing that I would consider. The next thing to consider was to, to do like, what would I actually do? And I think a little bit um, that there's, there's a little bit, I, I have this thing about Silicon Valley being the biggest waste of talent, meaning that it's the place in the world with the most talent spent on sort of, in my mind, uh, a lot of them on on ideas that doesn't really matter anything to the world. It's just yet another, as I said, you know, social real time, location based iPhone app that can take pictures or whatever, blah blah blah. Um, so I think my next question would be like, what what kind of impact would I want to do? Um, and then the the third question would be, who would want to buy it, and how fast can I make people buy it? Uh, I think the other thing, you know, if you ask people in Silicon Valley about, you know, ah, you're making revenue, and they would go back and answer you. It's like, yeah, we just got a new uh, investment round. And <laughs> quite frankly, you know, investment is not revenue. Uh, you know, investment is selling out part of your company and your uh, <clears throat> freedom to make your own decisions and so, stuff like that. So I'm not at all against investment. I think it's great. We build our company on 
on venture funding. So so it's it's all good as long as you don't confuse it with revenue. Um, and I think I think I would I think about you know how can I make something that actually make make money. Uh, maybe I would have a chance of of making some even within within seven days. Um, and then I would just do it right. And I I have a few friends that I would probably call and ask if they would they would join because uh, I don't think you know building startups on your own is particularly a good idea. Um, so. And uh, there would be a lot of them from saying that 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 podio didn't exist more, but the podio team did exist. Uh, there would be a lot of those people I would I would love to work with. Uh, this is really one of the most inspiring things for me being in in podio is the is the team that we have assembled, and I know it's the same for for a lot of the other guys. Uh, that's that's what if I could recreate the 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 passion and the 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 spirit in in the podio team, uh, I would try and do that again. Well, Casper, that was a deep, deep answer. And that's going to give a Fire Nation a lot to think about because, man, you really just bring up some great points on a lot of different levels. And you just brought up some great actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one short parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. I just told a story about making decisions. I told a story about building bold startups, uh, building a work platform to change how we work. Uh, and I told a story about how making things that matter, uh, matter to you, to the world, to whoever. Uh, so I think, you know, make the decision, be bold enough and, and do something that matters. That, that's what I hope you will take away. Awesome. And where's the best place to check out Podio? Podio.com. That's, uh, you know, you go there, try it out. It's free. Casper, we will link all of this up in the show notes. Thank you so much for being so generous with your time with Fire Nation. We truly appreciate it. We salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks. Fire Nation, you asked for it and I created it. My first free ebook, 10 Incredible Insights from 10 Incredible Entrepreneurs, is published, all four pages of it. Simply go to eofire.com and subscribe to my newsletter. You will get immediate access to the top business insights from the likes of Barbara Corcoran, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, and seven other incredible guests. Prepare to ignite. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.